Hello, hello, hello. This is Kim Chi. And this is John Kung. And welcome to another episode of One for the Table. We have a special guest today. Zach Zimmerman is here. Hello, Zach. Come on. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being here. Zach is a stand-up comedian and writer. The rumors are true. <laughs> Why don't you tell us about yourself? Okay, that works too. Well, I'm a, I'm a stand-up comedian and writer. Amazing. Amazing. No notes. And I'm so happy to be here. Um, yeah, I live, in, I live in New York. I grew up in the South. Uh, I was a straight meat-eating conservative. Now I'm a queer vegetarian atheist. Um, so honored to be, I think, the first vegetarian on the podcast. Oh my uh, god. I do cheat with fish. I'm not here to convert cool. you, but maybe I'm here to convert you. Um, and I have a, my, yeah, my first book comes out in a month, and I'm excited for that. And excited to talk about food with y'all. When you say you cheat with fish, is that your diet or your sexuality? <laughs> a, that wasn't on the approved list of topics. <laughs> okay. I'm pretty, I don't know. I, 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 gay includes everything, I think, right? Honest, yeah, I, I, I'm inclined to agree pretty much. But mostly, uh, I eat a lot of salmon and a lot of tuna. I'm basically pescatarian, but um, morally, I think everyone should be a vegetarian. Just like the rest of America, we love our salmon and tuna. I was part of a class action lawsuit against the Starkist Tuna Corporation, actually. Well, what happened with the Starkist? A man found that they were underfilling their cans of tuna by some amount. Um, I don't know why there are federal laws that say that's not allowed. And mm-hmm. he made a big class action lawsuit against them. And all you had to do was say you bought tuna from like 2013 to 2016. And I think I did. And then I raised my hand and you could pick, you could pick. This is, I think it divides people. You could pick if you wanted $50 in free tuna or $25 cash. What? What did you pick? What did, What would you pick? $50 um, in tuna. Yeah. Same. I picked the $50 Same. in tuna. I picked the $50 in tuna. Years pass, the law happens, the ruling comes down, it ends up being like $5 worth of tuna. Oh, That's like boo. one can now. I know. It was bad. <laughs> and the coupon went to like my ex's apartment, so I had to call because I really wanted like, <laughs> I don't know. I was in too deep. I was in too deep. I wanted my, my free tuna. Um, I think like I'm involved in a class action lawsuit doing the same thing, but with like chicken. And uh, I'm still waiting to hear on it, though. But whoop. it also, like, I don't know if you're allowed to talk about it if you're still in it, though. <laughs> it's not like a divorce proceeding. But are you in it as, like, a, a buyer and, like, a big like decision yeah. maker of food? Oh, yeah. I'm in and it, it was like, also as a like, consumer. Yeah. No, 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 no. I, like, I was in it, like even when I was buying it from my restaurant and all of that. So, like, there's a, there was a lot. There was a lot of chicken, but I didn't Wait, ever get the receipts. Tell us the yeah, what did what? they do wrong? Um, what did, ta- what did Tyson do? Yeah, it's, it, it is, like, a big chicken story. Um, whereas, like, I think they, they, did, they priced fixed the cost of chicken before and during the uh, pandemic. Oh. And so, like, I'm, can you just imagine, like, a bunch of men in a dark room just talking about how much to overcharge everyone for chicken? <laughs> <laughs> like there is no situation where that doesn't kind of give off like mafia back end of a meat fridge like so how much are we gonna get these people for <laughs> you know who uh, you should relate to like a class dude like lost it against on who 
chip companies. Because I feel like chip nowadays is like mostly air and like 20% chip in the bag. It's true, though. It really is. That's and why like, That's why Pringles is my go-to. Like, they, you know what you're right. getting. You know the height of the box. But the bag, you're right. The bags are underfilled. Amazingly enough, that is never something that Pringles brags about. Where it's like... They're a humble king. Yeah, exa- uh, yeah exactly. Yeah, they, there should be a crown on that, like, <laughs> beach ball face dude that is their mascot. They're like, once you pop, you just don't stop. They're not <laughs> like, once you pop, there's a chip right up at the top. There, once you pop, <laughs> eat immediately. Pringles call us. It's not food related, <laughs> but I just got a check today from the Facebook biometric class action lawsuit. I got thirty dollars. I got thirty you bucks got for. I don't know where they stole my data. I think because I lived in Illinois. Illinois has some great privacy laws, so they've given me a lot of money because Facebook messed up there a lot. I think. Wow. But I, I got mean, thirty bucks to spend. That is terrifying, knowing that you're getting a check from, like, the Facebook biometrics division. It's like, oh, I'm sorry, we just lost your fingerprint. (laughs) You're right. If you put it that way, I just got bought for 30 bucks. But it's kind of nice. It felt like a little pandemic check. Like, oh, okay, I'll take money from somebody. Somebody, like, two weeks later, somebody else has signed you up for clear at the airport because they have your eyeball now. Clear. (laughs) I'm a a TSA pre-check OG and forever and always. I can't support this clear nonsense. If you have both, it's like especially faster. But the downside is um, so many people have clear now that um, last couple times I went to the airport, the line for clear was like way longer than TSA. Oh, I just went through TSA instead of using Clear. It feels like what Raya did, which was they tricked everyone to thinking it's this exclusive thing, and now it, I'm paying thirty dollars a month to match with like social media associates in their <laughs> early twenties. Like I, I wanted to match with Jonathan Groff. I didn't get here to like match with <laughs> like Tony, like <laughs> from accounts. <laughs> But I should. Uh, so you think I should do clear? Maybe I should do clear. Yeah, a clear is clear. Is, it's fine. also if you travel a lot, and since you're going to be touring, you're going to be racking up some miles for sure. I think once you get like diamond medallion on Delta, you just get it for free. I I yeah. leaned in on Delta this year. I got the Amex. I was like, we're doing this. I want points. I oh, need yeah. status because I'm it's such good. a nervous flyer. I need my little upgrades and stuff. The um, free cocktails. The, the one time I got drunk. For you. Oh, really? Okay. I'll take yeah. free. I love free things. It gets me into trouble. <laughs> Wait, I do have a story hot off the presses. As in, oh, it just okay. happened last night, and it is food-related somewhat. Tell us. <laughs> no, I won't. <laughs> no! I refuse! <laughs> Pull it out of me. <laughs> I got invited to a Broadway musical about corn called Shucked. It's a new Broadway musical <laughs> about corn. You're skeptical, as was I. It was a DM. It was like, hey, can we bend your ear? We'd like to invite you to an amazing new show. Well, and I was like, not, not amazing. Corntastic was used as a word as well. And so I'm like, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm newish to like getting invited to things like that. I was like, okay, I'll, I'll, I got my little blue check. I'll, I'll, I'll go to this show, you know. 
they said I could ask for one or two tickets, and there was an other bot button, so I clicked other. I put four. You know what? I'm going to bring four <laughs> people to the. I'm going to help out this little corn musical. So I get my little gaggle of people together, get the email confirmed for tickets under your name, Zach Zimmerman. Get to the box office. They're like, oh, we don't have any tickets under that name. And I email the PR lady like, hey, they're saying they don't have any tickets. And she calls me like, I'm so sorry there's been a miscommunication. We don't have tickets for you tonight. I was like, oh, well, surely there must be, you know, a couple seats. Like, and mm -hmm. I know we're totally sold out. So they turn, I was turned away from the corn musical. Me and three friends, we just went to Joe Allen's and had martinis. And it, I was humbled. I, the, I, I, wow. Corn. The musical. Can't get into the oh. corn. It's the hot ticket. Wow. And, and my friend Derek <laughs> had over drinks we were talking about like psychics and auras and stuff and he gave a toast. He was like, to the things we can't see. And I thought that was like a beautiful button on the evening. They were very apologetic. Well Mistakes happen, but I'm also plotting my revenge now. Um oh, I will please do. I want to um, end the corn musical somehow, I, some I, way. I hope this podcast is the oh, start of that yeah. villain era. Like I'm that, going that public. specific side quick. Oh, well done. <laughs> well done. As you should. As the, you art, should. the art of revenge is my new who who can I wrong? <laughs> like it's a vendetta now. Like fuck the corn to musical. Fuck right. the corn musical. <laughs> also, corn's bad. Corn is dangerous. Or like, I don't know, Monsanto and stuff and corn subsidies. I feel like aren't aren't the farmers being mistreated or something? Yeah, also, it all it all comes down to corn. It all comes down to corn. Also, have you seen the meme of um there's like a closet full of all these like um American products in it? There's like Kool-Aid and all these like little candies and snacks. And it's like all of this was made from corn. Can you believe it? Ha. Ah. Like in a good yeah. way or a bad way? Like in a bad way. I'm looking at a bad way. Or like a bad like way. High fructose yeah. corn syrup. Yeah, high fructose corn syrup. It's all. Also, it, it's always. It's all sensationalized stuff. Okay, but also, I hate to break it to you, Zach, but corn the musical. I actually know about it, and it's actually um a play written by POC woman about the struggle <laughs> of like immigrants in America. So while you're doing is campaigning I'm, against this like, group of POC <laughs> writers, and I, I well, what I meant to say was <laughs> I'm I well, I, so I hate. I, what I mean to say is I'm glad I wasn't taking up space in the theater from <laughs> someone who might need to feel represented. If, if this backfires on me. <laughs> It's supposed to be a good show. Who knows? Oh, no. I'm well, in, now I'm entering my villain era. Put me on the Joe Rogan podcast. I will join the, the, the plight of the poor white minority. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, but uh, yeah, I actually don't know what the corner musical is about, but I'm going to Google it right now because I'm actually this, genuinely curious. But now I'm wondering... One of, Oh, go ahead. Maybe this was their plot all along. Now I'm talking about it. It worked. Oh, let's. <laughs> wow. Okay. You, you just went from vengeance to canceled to played in one podcast. <laughs> I got played. <laughs> I got played. Doesn't it look kind of fun? Or I was, it could go either way. I was like, it's either going to be great and campy or it's going to be like cringe and that'll still be fun. Has Alex Newell, so you know there's going to be like amazing like singing Yes, yes. Um, Alex from like uh uh 
like Glee What's, and um, Glee, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like kill the lies, you know. I can't think. Yeah, about it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Alex Newell did a perform at Detroit Pride. I think after you did. Oh, cool. Let's see. Shocked is about to turn Broadway on its ear and offer a kernel of hope for our divided nation. Well, okay. and that's what the DM was like. It was full of puns. That's maybe what was jarring too. Just like the goofiness of the DM mm-hmm. to go from like, can't wait to welcome you to this corntastic production to, <laughs> we are so sorry. This is not how we do business. I'm so This is not. This is not how we operate. Also, whenever anyone says this is not how we do business, it's literally just how they did business. So it's like, is this how you do business? But but now I have them in the pod. What I did was like I said, no worries, things happen. And I gave them my friends' emails if they want to like apologize to them. But I said, I, I'm, too, I'm too busy right now. I'll buy a ticket down the line. There's no such thing as a free ticket to the core musical. <laughs> Okay, so um, looking at your past work, like I know you've written for the New Yorker and the Vulture. It's true. So you have an article <laughs> uh, named "Red Lobster is Not Important." Oh yes, yes, Red Lobster is not <laughs> essential. <laughs> the, yes. So I want do you to disagree? read it. But I didn't want to. Th- well, I want to read no, the I article. You but <laughs> I didn't want to subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> We were trying to do our research, but then we ran into a paywall. <laughs> it's happened to me. Look, I'll, I'll support a friend, but not through a paywall. They're going to have to PDF it. They're going to have to. That, that essay is, is in the book, and I will make sure you get a copy of the book and not have to pay for it. Um, okay. But that's about my mom. She's been a server at Red Lobster for 40 years now, um, and I like grew up in the Red Lobster. And then during the pandemic, she was like going back to work and i was like mom please don't like they reopened very quickly and so i wrote this like fiery essay and then um was lucky enough to get it like in the new yorker and that set things in motion for this but um but yeah i I mean i i appreciate the red lobster they're doing some weird stuff even uh just yesterday my mom texted me she's having to give away 6.75 percent of her tips now or of sales like what? they're pooling the tips or well, John, you m- must know this too. Like server, the tips for the restaurant go to different people in different ways. The server gets most of it, but they have to tip out like the bar or the host mm-hmm. sometimes, or maybe not in all restaurants. I mean, it varies by like company policy and it varies by state. And it also depends on how much the restaurant actually tips the server or uh, pays oh, the pays. servers themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not really sure. Where is, where is your mom based? She's in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. So you're making okay. uh, two thirteen an hour as a tipped yeah. employee, um, and I guess she yeah it used to be like one percent to the host, one percent to the bar, and now it's six point seven five percent, and you give it to True. the busser and the host and the bar, and I'm just like you're underpaying everyone, and so she texted okay, me about yeah, it. They were they can I mean they can Wait. change the policy, but like it's with six point I imagine total, that they would be suck six point seven of the total tip. Total of sales. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That sounds about right. Really? Yeah. Because when I was a server too, um, I think I did tip like two percent to the bar and then three percent to each of the buster. Oh, um, uh, well, well. But that doesn't mean you get twenty percent tips all the time, and like we don't getting. get that tip. Yeah. Then you're losing money. Where'd you wait tables? 
The first place was this restaurant called Chant in Hyde Park, Chicago. Okay. Um, and I did that for two years. And then after that was at this place called Atwood in Chicago downtown. And I think I was there for like seven years. Oh, wow. Atwood sounds fancy. Atwood's fancy, right? It's in the um, Hotel Burnham, which is like a prehistoric hotel <laughs> in the Chicago Cedar District. Now it's like State Pineapple. Because it got bought out or something like that, yeah. But Atwood is still there. I would think that if they were doing that to your servers, they they should also be implementing, like, a standard service fee in their restaurants as well. Yes, yes. No, but I don't think you have a real life. In the restaurant industry? (laughs) No, no. Did you say, I don't think you'd live in real life? Is that the thing you're right? No, no, (laughs) no. Servers are the most hated because everybody thinks yeah. servers make too much money compared to them. Yeah. Like, all the kitchen staff hate the servers because they think, like, they're selfish and they make too much money. The busters all hate servers because they feel like they work harder than the servers, but servers make more money. The bartenders hate the servers. Because, yada, yada, yada. Servers are just, like, but, like, at least in my restaurant that I worked in, like, the servers were, like, the most hated, like, evil things. And I think what people, like... Sh- what the, it should actually be is like nobody should be hating on the servers, but everyone should be expecting to be make as making as much money as the servers. Because no, servers do make a like they do do a lot of work, but a lot yeah, of the sure. shit that they go through, like working in the kitchen, we we go through a lot of physical bullshit. But then like mm-hmm. servers have to deal with like a lot of psychological stress because they're dealing with awful hungry customers all the time. That's true. The the manipulation, the gaslighting of customer. I didn't order this. I didn't say right. that. I worked this is at, terrible, um, but I ate it all. <laughs> I worked at Denny's in high school, like the late night shift, and there were people, yeah, people would fuck with you. There was a guy who once came in, ordered his entree, appetizer, a dessert, and then I was, I was like, oh, there's a bug in my food. And we think he, like, brought in in, like, a little vial this, like, bug. Oh, God, gross. Or maybe Den- Denny's had a bug. I don't know. <laughs> but also that the diner is like the hardest job because um everybody knows exactly like what they want from a diner at exactly what temperature and also they're so uh. particular about it like they can't just eat a fry they have to have like a side of ranch ketchup or like yes. honey or some like bullshit <laughs> and, um, hot honey them. on my french fries <laughs> and they can't just eat one ranch like they have to get like a refill like on their ranch and like dip it multiple times and you know, they pay, like, what, $1.99 for, like, a side of fries and tip you, like, 10 cents on it. Like... There's a story I tell about my mom. A table uh, once stiffed her and then asked for a ranch to go. And she left and was like, of course, absolutely. And she brought the woman blue cheese, which is, <laughs> like, <laughs> a very smart and sneaky way to get revenge, I think. Because, yeah, you don't know whether you don't know it's not ranch until you're actually eating it. And... Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then your life's ruined. It's like when you take a sip of water and it ends up being vodka or Sprite or something. Yeah. It's just like jarring. You're expecting like sweet ranch and you get just like putrid blue cheese. No offense to blue cheese. Well, but I mean, well no. No one likes surprise well blue cheese. <laughs> What's your mom's name? Patty. Patty, well Patty done, Zimmerman. Patty. Well done, Patty. <laughs> She's a character. Yeah. We're in her birthday month right now. 
anyone would like to send her. She texted me on March 1st. Her birthday's March 30th. She's like, it's my birthday month, just a reminder. (laughs) And then yesterday I got a text with lasers saying, I know what I want. And the whole... I don't know if... I don't know if other family members do this, but they've turned, they just put in orders for birthday stuff now. And it's kind of, uh, it, it, it shifted. I don't know when it used to be like optional to give a gift. Now they're just saying like, send me money for this, send me money for that. I can appreciate giving cash as presents. I'm not sure if I can appreciate sending requests and orders, (laughs) but (laughs) <laughs> like there's, I, I think like I, I'm a Chinese culture is like we don't really care. We don't think it's like uh, we don't think it's I guess inconsiderate or um, taboo. Not taboo, but like you know when somebody gives you cash for unpersonal, unpersonal, like we oh, don't okay. consider it unpersonal to give and receive cash as gifts because it is like the most practical thing. Like oh, I'm giving you exactly what you want, like. Because it is whatever you want. Yeah. So I think I think normalizing cash for Christmas and birthdays should be a thing. Yeah. Here anyway. Yeah, John. I just want to, <laughs> I guess it. I, I want to then apologize to the entire community <laughs> um, for suggesting that cash may, may be demanding of my mother to ask me. I'll, I'll send her money immediately. I'm listening no, and learning and growing. Don't, you should give don't. her a Red Lobster skip gift card. <laughs> don't listen to John. I've been asking him to give me a Birkin bag for years, and I've yet to you see. You have two. No, I don't. I have one. <laughs> Kimchi needs two Birkin bags. <laughs> I learned what Birkin was this year. It's been an exciting year. Thanks to that. Did you find out on guy TikTok? On TikTok? Yeah. <laughs> Charlie Gross. Oh my Taught god. Me about Let's talk about the difference. It. Yeah. <laughs> and Quiet I learned luxury. what Hermes was like within the past year. I'm 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 leveling he, up. He taught me how to say it. Hermes. Oh, did I say it wrong? Hermes. <laughs> no, no, you said it right. You said it right. Okay. There's no right or wrong. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> I learned that from an audience member. I asked where they worked and they said Hermes. I was doing crowd work and I literally yeah. Could, had never heard of it before, and so I didn't know what she was saying. And and you're like, can you get me a Birkin? Are you an SA? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I need free. There's no such thing as a free Birkin. It's going to come with strings <laughs> attached. So with that, when you said, so I see like, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no. I'm just going to ask you to give me a Birkin this year for my birthday. That's all. Uh, okay. All right. We'll work on that. <laughs> uh, so. You do you post a lot of your comedy on on like TikTok and socials because I see like what a lot of comedians do is they do a lot of crowd work. Um, they share a lot of crowd work on their socials, and I heard that it's because um, that way they don't give away any of their material, but they still have something that is like very easily likable and like sound biteable that they can put on TikTok and stuff. Is that like an actual thing? I think that's that's true. We're definitely in a moment where, yeah, last year I decided like to post like two clips a week for the year and committed to that. Some people do a lot more than that. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, I think people share crowd work because it's not giving away material. Also, like it's sexier to right now when you see a crowd work moment, I think, because you're like, oh, my God, what could happen? Like mm-hmm. my theory is it's taking the place of like daytime TV, Mari, Ricky Lake, like drama, Jerry Springer from the past. Cause you're like scrolling mm-hmm. through and an audience member is like, 
I hate my wife. And then suddenly you're like, ooh, I hope the comedian like dives into this story. Um, some of my peers hate it because they're like, they think it's training audiences to like misbehave. I don't know if that's true. Like, I, I love, her. like my mom, I love talking to people. I think people are fascinating and interesting. I like my material, sure. But I also like, I don't know, engaging people in the moment. I once had an audience member like come out to their friend during my set. And I like loved that I like, went in deeper there and talked to them and guided them through that rather than just like, fuck you. I want to tell this like existing joke I have. Um, so, but yeah, some people are now doing it just to get social media clips. Um, I try to do it like organically when it makes sense. Um, but I I like talking to people. Is your book primarily like a lot of like material based or is it like autobiographical or, Ooh, great question. It's a collection of essays and some humor pieces. Um, so a lot of stories about like my family, they're still conservatives. Uh, and I, um, you know, bump heads against them. And it's got some love stories. The story, um, I tell a story on stand in stand up about getting dumped on a plane. And there's a version of that in the book too, where I get like dumped by this guy in Chicago. Um, on a plane? On a plane. I know it was pretty cruel. Um, like when during the flight did he does that give away too much of the story no I mean I just spoiled it all I got dumped Uh, (laughs) it was an hour into the nine hour flight I decided to ask him it was at the end no 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 it's fine it's fine we were just celebrating three years together in Paris you know it it was perfect timing Um, (laughs) did you just sit next to each other the whole time after he broke up I cried a lot I put the pillow in between us so he couldn't see me cry I bought no, my like rice so I could text my friends. Even on his part, that just sounds uncritical. You dodged a bullet because who does that? Oh, That's awful timing. I mean, I asked. I was like, are we going to break up when I get home? And he could have just been, oh. he could have lied, I guess. Because I found <laughs> out he cheated on the trip. Oh. He was like, text, oh, God. He deleted with a French person? <laughs> with the, no. Worse. <laughs> with an Iowan. Oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> And it, it was actually food related he i saw him i saw him delete a text message and i was like what's that and he's like oh it's a pizza coupon to the pizza place around the block <laughs> and we were i don't know if you it's i forget the name of it. it was in buena park in chicago but we were at the time proud members of my local area pizza text coupon club so i was like oh this might make sense <laughs> but they said here's the thing they send the text on fridays and it was wednesday so i was like you're lying that wouldn't be at the top of your inbox and he finally confessed he'd been messaging someone he went on this like canvassing trip for hillary to iowa and he met someone on that and hooked up. <laughs> so my therapist my therapist said if he had spent less time cheating, more time canvassing, Hillary might have taken <laughs> Iowa. Um, so we can, <laughs> we can blame John it's, in Chicago. It's his fault. Yeah, for the 2016 election. Uh, but yeah, that's a thing I do stand up about, and I made it an essay. But there's definitely what's fun about writing a book, or as you know, you can go into some like deeper topics or darker topics. You don't have to make people laugh every single line, so you can tell uh-huh. you know some tougher stories, um, but also make people laugh at the end. Um, How did your well, book my book's gonna be a cookbook, so hopefully nobody's gonna be crying, just crying from how delicious the dishes <laughs> are they're making. <laughs> how did your book deal come about? It was very much a pandemic project. I so I wrote 
I was mad my mom was going back to Red Lobster. I wrote that. I sent it to the New Yorker and they ran it. I think that definitely like helped. Um, so I was like, oh, maybe it's time. I've got the free time to like write this thing. Stand up's gone away. Let me put together this proposal and hear some of the essays I want to write. And then it gets pitched. I got introduced to my lit agent and then it got pitched to like 20 publishers. Um, between us, 19 said no. Uh, but one said yes, and that's all it takes. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> they and they like what was cool is I had no, I don't have a huge following now. I've got like 100k on different platforms, but I had like what? 2k followers at the time. So what the publisher really was taking like, they were invested. They were like, oh, this is great writing. This is a cool story. This is a talented person, and they like invested in me like two years ago. Chronicle Books out of San Francisco, and then I met my editor, and she. Your editor doesn't have to be funny, but she was. I remember um, she mentioned they did a book with Dolly Parton, and she could have met Dolly Parton. And I was like, why Why didn't you meet Dolly Parton? And she was like, because I had a fucking kid. And I was like, oh, you, oh, you're funny. Like, I want you editing my book. Um, and then, yeah, you do lots and lots of edits, and you worry, and you stress, and you hone, and you craft. And then, finally, you've got this, like, little physical thing. I've got one here. I'll send it to you. Oh, and the covers. They pick the cover, which is, like, cool and sexy. Um, but, yeah, that's how it came about. Well, you're very, very funny, cool. so I can't wait to read your book. Like, I'm, oh, it's that's so kind. Like, the story is, you know. <laughs> Aw. Yeah, I hope, it, I hope people like it. Um, Tell us the laugh. exact release date. It comes out on April 18th, tax day. So use your tax refund. Um, and it's called Is It Hot in Here or Am I Suffering for All Eternity for the Sins I Committed on Earth is the title of um, <laughs> this little essay collection <laughs> which is exactly the response hopefully and I'm doing a little tour I'm going to like Chicago, LA, New York um, Iowa yeah I, I'm not going to Iowa sorry <laughs> <laughs> I was, I did meet at a, I went to a big bookseller conference to like get the booksellers excited. I did meet a great bookstore called Reading in Public in, I think, Iowa. Um, so there are, what's very cool is there's so many booksellers and bookstores that are like the backbones of their communities uh, and like key, there are these like blue uh, be beacons inside red, otherwise red states who are just like pumping out like great books recommending them to like the smart enlightened people in the neighborhoods um so yeah buy it from an indie bookstore if you can um amazon i think i think like one out of 200 books got bought from an indie bookstore a couple years ago and now it's down to one out of 50 gets bought from an indie bookstore but, like so many books are already bought on amazon that if you can support an indie bookstore even though it's a little harder totally or it might take a little long bookshop.org is a cool way to like, um, I don't know if I'm supposed to be saying any of this. I feel like Jeff Bezos is going to call me like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, <laughs> ruin, ruin Zach's book. Tank it. <laughs> but then you'll have his number. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He did. Um, this, he spoke at my college graduation. This is like before he was still running Amazon. But he, it wasn't Amazon what it is today. It was like, you know, felt felt younger and more interesting. Um, and I remember him giving some talk about his grandma teaching him how to be, like, kind, not smart. 
And I wonder if he, huh. I wonder how often he thinks about that now. I'm, I'm, I'm really not <laughs> sure. Jeffrey, I'm here if you want to talk. <laughs> Whether or not he can even feel anymore. <laughs> Wait, I wrote down so many food stories. I was like, what do I know about food? <laughs> Wait, I understand you also like worked on a cruise ship for a while. And I'm fascinated Wait, that's on my with list. like... Okay, great. We can hit that because I am met wildly curious about like what life is what? like. As were you a performer? On a I was a performer. Ship? Yeah, in Chicago, I worked okay. with Second City, and they sent people out on cruise ships for four months at a time, um, in order to like dangle the carrot of like one day you might be on their main stage. Uh, you have to first <laughs> go off and do these. But I like loved it. I like left my day job for four months. I ported out of New York. I got to like be in New York for four hours every Sunday, which was like a dream. Whoa. And then go to the <laughs> Bahamas and Bermuda. Like we went to Bermuda's great the first seven times. It <laughs> starts to eighth time. You're like, okay, ninth time. What's wild is you end up kind of like staying on the ship sometimes when you get to the port because all the passengers leave um, and you uh -huh. get like run of the place to yourself. But I like love. I did two contracts. My first one was Paradise. We had like shows every night. I had my pri private room. It was on the fourth floor, so it's in crew area, but it was like my own. But then the second contract, I had a roommate and we had bunk beds mm. and I literally slept like six inches from the ceiling. Um, <laughs> and the, I, I've learned I really need my private space in order to be like a, a good human being. Um, <laughs> but... But cruise ships are wild. I mean, the staff is like treated real or lives in even worse conditions than that. Like, I've, since I was a performer, I got treated like a little better. But like the the status and what people are allowed to do and not allowed to do is kind of wild, and the hours are insane. It's such a crazy industry that everything's like incorporated not in the U.S. because no one's paying like legal U.S. wages. Um, <laughs> I actually heard that, like, the worst service you get is the one cruise that goes from, like, L.A. to Hawaii because it's all American staff and everyone's, like, <laughs> lazy <laughs> and, and, and won't, won't, like, put up no, with anything. Um, someone told me that once. Well, but cruises are kind of magical. I think they're bad for the environment. But it was definitely nice to... The food cycles, too. So if you're on a week-long cruise, every Monday is seafood night. But then it's like every Monday is seafood night and you get into like this little like painful. It's like psychological torture in a way because like everything's new, but it's the same week after the same week. Yeah, and you start to go. It was good training for the pandemic where I was like the monotony and kind of being trapped and not be, like it felt very similar. Um, and the hardest moment of anything, I think, is like the three quarter mark. When something's new, it's fun and exciting, even if it, like, sucks or is fun. When you're halfway, you get to celebrate, like, oh, my God, I'm halfway done with X, Y, Z. But then at, like, three quarters, it feels like you're going to be there forever. And there's no escape. <laughs> yeah. And then when you get a little closer to the end, you're like, okay, I'm free from this experience. Um, I don't know why I got so philosophical <laughs> there. But... <laughs> so I've actually never been on a cruise, but I watch um, TikToks and YouTube videos of all the time of like the people that go on cruises. Um, and the food does look spectacular if you only have to like eat it for like a week long thing. 
Like, and it's unlimited. Little... There's something like exciting about it, and so even staff can like get like high quality meal that like the people will be eating. I was allowed to, <laughs> as an entertainer, eat in like the Garden Cafe. Um, there were some restaurants we like couldn't go to at like peak times, um, mm-hmm. but most of the crew eats in like the crew mess, which I ate at a few times, which is just like some of the best food you're ever gonna have. like. It's just uh, seasoned. The, mm-hmm. the food on the buffet has to like appeal to the lowest common denominator and like be as bland as it can't yeah. be too spicy. There can't be too much flavor because you want everyone to have like an okay experience. But some of the crew food um, was pretty tasty and phenomenal. A lot of rice and like meat based things that I couldn't have. Um, mm-hmm. And the crew bar is fun. People, we got crew bar. I drank a lot at sea. <laughs> you weren't yeah, allowed to ever be drunk. Yeah. You get like you might get a breathalyzer test and you're in trouble because everyone has like a role in an emergency, so you can never get like that drunk. But I think as performers, we like got away with murder a little bit, getting kind of because what are you gonna do? When, when the, what's going down? <laughs> I just got him. You're gonna play. You you'll play the violin as the ship goes down. Yeah, like in Titanic. <laughs> How was the we, we had tell to do? Jokes. We had to do all these drills. That was the worst. You get at like six a.m. It'd be like, "Hey, we've arrived in Bermuda. The crew's going to do a drill now." And so you just stand and practice putting on a life jacket for like six hours. Oh no! <laughs> I'm like, I just want to be telling jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Have y'all ever been? I want to do. Um, I just got offered like a gay cruise stand-up oh. gig, and I think it'd be very fun. I think it'd be fun cruise. for you to do something like that. Oops, sorry. <laughs> Did, John's like, that, that sounds fun for up. you. I think <laughs> fun for you. That could be. <laughs> no, I think that, that sounds awesome to be a performer on a gay cruise. I've like never that, been myself on any, but. Is it like the Atlantis cruise? Yeah. Oh, it's that one? My, my friend Zach Noah Towers does a bunch of them and recommended me. And oh my God. I think that they look really fun. Or they do look really fun. I see so many like Instagrams of like all the gays that I follow like on it, and it looks like a blast. Like I would love to go on. You hear hear to hear Atlantis cruises? (laughs) No, no, no. No, because like it's like a nonstop dance party with like all the gays like on a boat just dancing, and then you know, and everybody's like drunk, or I'm sure like they're high on like I don't know G or ketamine. You get all the food to yourself. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) No one's eating on that. Food on a gay cruise is is decorative. Um, (laughs) Right. It's metamucil. It's going to be done like the best food because, like, they have high standards, (laughs) but no one's going to be eating it. (laughs) The trick with a buffet on a cruise ship, and this is true for any buffet, I don't know if people Mm -hmm. know this, do a lap before you put anything on your plate. Yes, absolutely. Because when you show up, you're going to be teased with filler things. You're not going to know the full breadth. Do a lap. Learn what you want. Same with when you go to a museum, instead of going through like everything really Uh slowly in the order they want, do a lap, go back to what spoke to you. That's the way to live life. Absolutely. And then the first plate should be a trial plate. Even if something looks good, do not take more than like (laughs) Do not take more than like a bite-sized piece of it, and then just fill up your plate yes. with like these little bite-sized things. And then after you're tasting it, go back for the bigger portions of what you actually liked. 
That's mm, genius. Like a sample platter. Make a little, yes. uh, little bento box and then exactly. go back and get the full <laughs> sampler platter. That's a Denny's item. <laughs> Do you live in New York full time now? I live in New York full time. This is, I've been in a back and forth in LA a couple of times, which is nice. So I think I'm, could be on the verge of my bicoastal era. Although <gasps> bicoastal just means you're on a plane a lot of the time. So that's actually not that sexy but yeah i like i like new york it's stressful i do love la um as well but when i was there i was there in february and didn't feel very creative i don't know if that's uh, just that particular uh, moment for me but i was like maybe you're hanging out with the wrong crowd <laughs> yeah maybe i just don't have any friends maybe maybe that's what i did wrong i did see something that will stay with me till the day I die in LA. It's it's food related as well. I'm staying on topic. I went <laughs> up Runyon Canyon. I went for a little cheesy touristy walk up Runyon Canyon and I saw this little dog. An owner was like me. I saw his little dog. <laughs> the owner was like Mishu and like Mishu comes trotting. Like Mishu's running behind. And then the owner turns the corner and Mishu goes back to what Mishu was doing. Mishu Mishu was being naughty. Mishu goes up to these three dog turds of another dog, sniffs them, and then Mishu just downs another dog's poop <laughs> in front of me. <laughs> Mishu ate another dog's poop. And I like, my body, I wanted to like vomit. I was so disgusted. But then Mishu was going to eat my vomit as a second. It was gross. <laughs> Not it was disgusting, <laughs> but I've reflected on it, and I'm like, a dog eating another dog shit, that's a perfect metaphor for Los Angeles, so that's <laughs> really... <laughs> on Runyon. What better? Where else on would Runyon. it happen? <laughs> on <Yeah>. Runyon. <laughs> <laughs> that usually means I'm the dog is like, iron deficiencies, and if you're a dog owner, oh. feed, your, feed your dog on pumpkin, and it'll prevent the dogs from eating um, their own shit. Wait, so the dog was just looking for nutrients. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Came with the helpful advice. I just, I (laughs) want to apologize uh, to Mishu (laughs) and the dog community for (laughs) not understanding that when eating that poop, it was uh, for for that dog's needs. (laughs) I apologize for making fun of Mishu. So it's this and the corn lobby. Yes, I've been, canceled, I've been canceled three times today. Three times on one podcast. That's not bad. That's not bad. Then, were you like at the white person? Oh my god, I'm going on a um, podcast with POCs. Oh god, are you going to make me feel guilty about my privilege? <laughs> That's why I make sure to have my camera on so you can see how I live in squalor here in my studio. My my white privilege is when's it kicking in? No, I'm just kidding. I acknowledge I the crimes of my ancestors and apologize. He keeps it in his white refrigerator. <laughs> yeah, all my appliances are white. <laughs> I don't know. Is it a true New York living? Unless there's like bed bugs crawling in your wall, you know? Uh, I was just over dinner last night with my friends. They were comparing bed bug notes, and one of them has like a kit for bed bugs they were giving to another friend. Luckily, I've dodged Is that. that a real thing like yes yeah i we thought get, that we... was just like a 30 rock bit no the existence of bed bugs. <laughs> i mean like the pre- prevalence of like just bed bugs in your life like I've, i had a bed... i've never 
Have you? Cool. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, first year I moved to Chicago, I actually got a bed bug infestation um, from the department. And um, the bed bugs had to have like been there when I like already moved in because it was like really bad. Um, but um, killing the bed bug is surprisingly easy. You fill up like a water spray with um, rubbing alcohol. And when you spray the bed bugs, it dries them out and kills them instantly. Oh, <laughs> that, that must really, um, really feel bad for bed bugs. They're trying to, <laughs> you know, just live their lives and Kimchi's yes. coming in here and <laughs> annihilating you know? just someone trying to make it in this crazy world of Chicago. They suck the blood out of me. And you know what? That is a blood that could be going towards um, one patient somewhere. And it's like, you can't. Dying you can't the donate blood. blood. No. Yes, I, yes, I can. Oh, okay. They actually, <laughs> they actually started accepting gay blood. I have a bit about this. They lowered it from <laughs> a year to three months, but there was a while during the pandemic when I qualified. Mm, well, <laughs> I, it was a very dark, dry pit spell of qualification. <laughs> well, based on last time I got laid, I'm def I don't even know if I'm gay anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'm just coming out as straight. I might as well be like asexual at this point. <laughs> the Red Cross is just chasing Kim with a needle in a bag. Just uh, like, literally. Give us that we sweet want blood. <laughs> <laughs> She's clean. <laughs> it's the cleanest blood we've ever seen. <laughs> but donating blood is not fun. I got scared and lightheaded. It was, it was very scary, I think. Well, I shouldn't spread that. Everyone donate blood. <laughs> so and help I have like the a world. Blood, so I have a blood type that is like wanted by many, which is um O. Oh. And oh. I could like literally oh. like give my blood to like anybody. And every time I donate blood, I'm like all I get is at the end of this is a cookie. I feel like I don't know. I feel like they should treat me a little better than like a piece of cookie and a glass of juice. Like for the like, agree. blood time, right? Wait, so you 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 want special privileges for your rare blood? <laughs> what would be enough? Like, I'm not asking for like a meal, but I don't know, maybe like a Starbucks gift card, five dollars, you know? <laughs> would you rather have? $10 Starbucks gift card or $5 cash? <laughs> 10 bucks a Starbucks gift card. You know, I'm all I'm here for the value. Not you advocating for blood type privilege. <laughs> <laughs> I bet more people I did think you got some I think when you donate plasma you get money. Yeah, there were people there yes. that I were there. I thought I'd be treated like a king, but mm -hmm. you're not. You're like a just a source of blood and they're like but stick because, you on the machine and yeah like all my poor friends in college they sold their plasma to buy groceries mm, I've done that times are tough you, you know you, you got good plasma you got that good good plasma oh I'm, I was like 19 so I guess uh, like everything's good when you're that age well, so can we take a quick break? I have to pee really bad. Sure, sure thing, sure thing. Yeah, let's take a quick break really quick. Well, we're back! What a seamless moment that was, where we didn't 
Oh, well, the audience know that was a break. Yeah. Okay, sorry. The audience is aware that whenever Kim has to pee, that we're going to stop. Yeah. It's because I drink my coffee before this, and, you know, the coffee pee could hit at any moment. It could happen. You like, ca- your coffee pee hits? Yeah. I, I have a coffee poo within minutes. Oh. Well, poo I can control. Pee I can't. <laughs> I'm the opposite. Poo, really? I get a clean, like, it's going to, I need it in the next minute or two, and then pee I can hold. Well, see, I can't hold my pee. Maybe it's beautiful that we have these different experiences, and we're able to come here and share, share our differences, you know? Share I don't know. Well, I guess we'll just have to agree to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, Zach, this is a question that we like to ask all of our guests. Tomorrow, you're dying. Like, no! <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you can't get out of it. You're going to die tomorrow. Um, <laughs> if I do, you're going to feel awful <laughs> or powerful. <laughs> yeah. Knowing Kim is powerful. We'll still publish this. <laughs> <laughs> Our interview with the late Zach Zimmerman. <laughs> His last words that he uttered <laughs> on our podcast. <laughs> Ah, 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 ah. No, I, I'm ready to go. The book exists. Honestly, the book will do better if I die before it comes out. So, <laughs> well, make sure you write in your will um, where the money's going towards. Yeah, make sure your publisher doesn't hear this too. Oh yeah, who? <laughs> I don't have an estate. I haven't done this end of life planning. Your, oh, your anyways, question, Kimchi. Okay, so you're gonna die tomorrow. I want you Thank to you. curate your perfect meal. Appetizer, mm. lunch, and dinner as your final meal. Appetizer, lunch, and dinner? Yeah. Sorry, I'm... <laughs> Breakfast. <Entree. laughs> That's, ooh, the most important meal of the day is appetizer. <laughs> How was your entree, sir? Lunch was good. I was thinking about lunch in my head at the time, and I was like, what am I going to eat for lunch? And I was like, appetizer, lunch, and dinner. Appetizer, entree, and dessert. Sorry. Oh. Okay, so I'm... Oh, this is a tough one. Appetizer... For some reason, tempura jumped in my head. I love like a vegetable tempura mm. um, as 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 an app. And entree, I'm torn on whether to go highbrow or lowbrow. Am I going to want something that like reminds me of my mother? Like you could have both. beans and I weenies. Mean, there's no yeah. like, there's no restriction. So you could have it it's all. A, I'm I'm dying. I might as well have it all. Yeah. I'd like a little something nostalgic then as entree, maybe beans and weenies. My mom used to make baked beans and hot dogs uh, okay. when I grew up. Maybe let's go with like the the sampler platter approach, though. I yeah. want like a taste of each of her main dishes. She also made a lasagna with uh, cheddar cheese, a thing I only noticed uh-huh. over Thanksgiving this year, um, and some of my dad's mashed potatoes. And then I'd like a tour of some of my favorite chain restaurants. I'd like an Olive Garden breadstick, a Cheddar Bay biscuit from the Red Lobster. I'd like um, a Chipotle burrito deconstructed into just like small, a taste of tortilla, taste of uh, brown rice, black beans, fajitas, sofritas. Um, No, 
No, no, no, no. No, no, no. Deconstructed burrito in the shape of. It may, mm-hmm. I could see how you might mistake that, but. <laughs> a Starbucks piece of Starbucks uh, um, string cheese, and a Starbucks uh, sous vide egg bite. Which one? Uh, red pepper, mm. red pepper, and um, egg white. Red pepper and egg white. Yeah, because vegetarian with uh, avocado. Uh, ramekin the little okay. avocado spread that they have you prefer the um the red pepper and egg white over the mushroom and kale mushroom and kale is newer right oh no, it's been around for a while oh admittedly i've i've entered my duncan era and so i haven't gone back <laughs> <Well>. to... <laughs> there's one it's a little closer to my house the points there's more points <laughs> oh no i get it my brother got me a 200 gift card to dunkin donuts and what a brother i know but he gave it to me like five years ago and i've been trying to there's still money on it there's still so much money on it (laughs) you could probably sell it on the black market oh no i'm gonna i'll spend it (laughs) i'll buy it off your hand i'll buy it at 75 percent the cost (laughs) i've already like entered into my app though like it's in my like oh oh, oh. that gets complicated yeah okay um, back back to my death. Um, okay. <laughs> that's a nice mix of salty. I haven't, been, but then I should pick something really classy, like a like a nice piece of fish, like some Branzino. Um, <laughs> the one fancy LA restaurant I went to was Bestia, and I got Branzino mm. there as oh, prep Bestia's for the pod. Great. I was trying to think if I've ever been anywhere nice in my entire life, um, <laughs> and that was <laughs> one nice place. Did you that get their feels pizza like a decent too? entree. Yeah, we shared a pizza, me and my friend. Did you get their bone marrow pasta? No, he did though. He He's got vegetarian. something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dog. I, yeah. I just shamed my guests. <laughs> Will my last meal have meat? That's a good question. I feel like <laughs> probably because I won't have to suffer any of the digestive mm-hmm. repercussions. I do miss chicken. I would have maybe like a a chicken McNugget. What? <laughs> a single chicken McNugget. Just, just one. <laughs> just one. And then dessert. Dessert I knew from the beginning. Because it's always been this. It always will be this. It's a hot fudge brownie a la mode. Oh, There's nothing better. A hot, hot brownie covered <laughs> in hot fudge with that cold, cold scoop of vanilla ice cream. <laughs> whipped cream and a cherry. Is there anything better? After I lost my virginity, I had one of those. And I think that's why it's just well cemented. Done. They say, I learned that if you have if you have sex on meth, you can never go back to having sex again. And I think it's similar with the hot fudge brownie and me. The having sex <laughs> and then having a hot fudge brownie. It's just, it, it, they combined in a big way. Now I want huh. a hot fudge brownie. I was about to say, I, I'm having sex Now I want wrong. meth. <laughs> JK, don't do that. Um, and then maybe uh, Andy's mint because the oh, Olive Garden is to, to like top it off. <laughs> As someone who grew up in the Midwest, like I appreciate your final meal. Thank you. It is a very like Midwestern like meal, you know, like the good old get some Culver's apple pie. I feel like the Southern and Midwestern appreciation for comfort in our food is very similar. 
in a way. Yeah, none of this highfalutin tiny portions like I want a hug. I want the You're food right. to hug I want the food to hug my stomach. And you have yeah. to, there has to be enough of it that it's hugging the whole all kit of it. And caboodle. <laughs> so I'll probably listen back and regret all of that though. But I think <laughs> that's in the moment what I'm craving. Now I got a lot to do in my last day. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so in New York, do you like mostly eat out or cook at home? I definitely cook at home more and do like delivery, food delivery. Mm. I get in a weird rut. I there's, I live near a 24-hour diner and sort of I order from there a lot. I like just like I probably have a unrefined palate, but I get their weird um they have a weird salmon dinner that I get a lot. Well, makes it weird. And it has I uh, probably that I get it so often. <laughs> and, then I'm get, and then I'm getting fish from a diner. It's so I don't know. I mean, if, is it okay? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure, like, I just ha- it comes frozen and they, like, you know, toss it in the. Yeah, they don't just. Yeah. Buttery something on it. And they give me, sometimes they give me free donuts because I'm such a regular. And so it's kind of fun to be snuck a sweet. That is nice. I feel like, ooh. I'm being naughty. <laughs> I should definitely be eating out more. I listened to your episode with Rob, and I was like, and he was like, I've eaten at 250 New York restaurants that one year, and I was like, this is wild. I go to like, <laughs> I go to my diner and the grocery store across the street, and <laughs> just make. I do like a weird cauliflower fried rice thing. I don't know why I'm calling it weird. I should own what I'm eating. Yeah, but I try to do keto and vegetarianism a lot, and so it's just a lot of eggs and a lot of cheese and a lot of. No, no, low don't feel bad carb. about like not going to all these restaurants. You know, everybody's like so expensive. You know? Yeah, I'd love to be invited to the if they want to slide into my DMs. All these fancy restaurants, I'll go. <laughs> I'll make an appearance at your restaurant. <laughs> the Bestia dinner. I was expecting to split it with my friend because he like invited me. Mm-hmm. But then we, he paid, or no, 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 we did split it. I thought I was getting treated, and I didn't get treated. <laughs> I'll get. I'll go to your fancy restaurant if I'm being treated. To be clear, if someone wants to pay for my dinner, I'm I'm in. I'll eat anything. Watch, he gets the check, and then he just says, "This is not how I usually do business. I'm so sorry." <laughs> Uh, no, because <laughs> y'all eat out a lot, or you do y'all cook? Uh, half and half for me. I mostly cook. Oh, okay. Uh, like <laughs> I should learn how to. I just didn't. I was. What, I didn't. Don't know a lot of cooking, so maybe I need to learn. For I need me, a husband I who through. knows how to do all that. <laughs> well, you're gets full of gay men. I don't know how much of their hustle material. <laughs> I know. If, if you if you just spray them with some rubbing alcohol, it, it mm-hmm. kills them off, though. If you <laughs> At least that's what I do. There was one in my bed the other day. It was terrifying. I just <laughs> he just drank it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no one wants to settle down here. Everyone wants to, you know, have their thirds and fourths, and and I hear that a lot. About the dating scene in New York. It is like, it's, it's so, the, there are so many options, but so little actual, like, connection. 
there, it's, which is wild. Go off. <laughs> it's true. I feel like I could be like married in Seattle right now, but instead I'm like hoping a nightlife twink wants to settle down. <laughs> oh, why? Why is this twenty-six-year-old not wanting to get married to me? I don't understand. <laughs> uh, well, I think we are approaching time. So, is there anything else you want to touch on right before we close up? That feels good. Or yeah, did I mean thank you for having me. This was oh, so of course. No, fun. this was great. You're very, very funny. Oh, very kind. Yeah, please come on our podcast again. Uh-huh. Oh, I'd love to. I'd be honored. Do you want to share your like socials? Your again, give them a yeah, give them a run on their book title again. Thank you so much, Kimchi and John, for having me on One for the Table, the newest, hottest podcast. <laughs> taking <laughs> taking the scene by storm. <laughs> me? Well, I am Zach Zimmerman. Stand-up comedian and author of the forthcoming collection of essays and humor pieces, Is It Hot in Here? Or Am I Suffering for All Eternity for the Sins I Committed on Earth? Now available for pre-order, out everywhere, April 18th. But Zach, your socials, I can't wait till that long, if you insist. I am at ZZZZZ, that's at the letter Z and the letter Z, the word double, the letter Z and the letter Z, on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and... And on Grinder in your city soon. My premium <laughs> membership recently was canceled, so I do not have access to read receipts uh, <laughs> or the explore functionality. But if you're nearby, we're here. Zach-Zimmerman.com. <laughs> that was immaculate. Oh, my God. 